Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 34. Christ comes again with holy power to lift our blinded eyes to see. The sick are healed, the sinner blessed, as on that eve in Galilee. Hymn number 34. Scriptural will be given by Karen from California. Job, the Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he, which we cannot comprehend. O Job, stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power and in judgment and in plenty of justice. He will not afflict. 
Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, canst thou lift up thy voice to the clouds that abundance of waters may cover thee? Hast thou an arm like God? Or canst thou thunder with a voice like him? Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. 
Let's now sing hymn number 422. Grace for today, O love divine, thee to obey and love alone. Losing the mortal will in thine, find we a joy before unknown. Hymn number 422. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we discuss this week's lesson and how to practice Christian science more practically in our daily life. And we had another really good one this morning, so if you missed it, you can or if you didn't miss it and want to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that... Uh, any child anywhere in the world that has a telephone can attend. And many of our Sunday school students do just that. That means that if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, 
please call us. We'll be happy to give you the number and would be happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a well-staffed nursery for infants and toddlers. And this month, we are going to have a meeting of the membership on Thursday, May 25, at 8 p.m. So mark your calendars. And those of you who are members, if you are unable to attend in person, uh, the meeting will also be held over the church teleconference number so that you'll be able to attend via teleconference. At all of our services, we read from the King James Bible and the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. We have, I think, over 17 websites, many in languages other than English, that present the very finest Christian science literature, songs, literature that inspires and uplifts. And uh, all of it is provided free of charge. Freely we have received and freely we give. And as I said, many people, millions of people around the world are finding the very finest Christian science literature in many cases in their own language. And we are very grateful for everyone that has found Christian science. And one of the articles that's being featured on our English website, I'd like to point out um, something every working Christian scientist should read, entitled, an article entitled, What Constitutes Being Awake to Evil's Claims, by Herbert Eustace, recommended highly. And everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage in our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. And that reading will be given this morning by Suzanne from Vermont. Science and Health, page 684, a convincing testimony. I became interested in Christian science some five years ago. The practical nature of its statements appealing to me, and I must say at the outset that my little experience, I have found it all and more than I ever dreamt of realizing on this plane of existence. I am satisfied that I have found truth. God is indeed to me an ever-present help. My little girl 
some ten months old, was afflicted with constipation. It was so severe, I dreaded to go out anywhere with her, as I knew not when she would be taken with a convulsion. I had tried all the usual remedies in such cases, but it seemed to grow more obstinate. There was a Christian scientist living in the same house with us, a scientist who let her light shine. And while she said little, I felt the reflection of love. I had no knowledge of the teachings of Christian science, save that God was the physician at all times. In my own way, I believed he was all-powerful. And I said to my husband one day, I am through with medicine for baby. I am just going to leave her in God's care and see what he will do. I have done all I can. I did as I said, laid my burden at God's feet, and did not pick it up again. In two days, the child was perfectly natural and has since been free from the trouble. She is now six years of age. Some months later, a second test came. She woke up at nine o'clock at night crying and holding her ear. There was to sense a gathering. I was alone. I took up my science and health and Bible but the more I worked, the louder she screamed. Error kept suggesting material remedies, but I said firmly, no, I shall not go back to error. God will help me. Just then I thought of my own fear, how excessive it was, and a conversation I had with the scientist who first voiced the truth to me came to mind. She said she always found it helpful to treat herself and cast out her own fear before treating a patient. I put baby down and again took up my science and health, and these were the words I read. Every trial of our faith in God makes us stronger. The more difficult seems the material condition to be overcome by spirit, the stronger should be our faith and the purer our love. The Apostle John says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Science and Health, page 410. I looked up. The crying had ceased. The child was smiling and in a few minutes asked to be put to bed. There has been no further trouble of that kind. I have since seen the power of truth overcome error of many forms, including croup, whooping cough, tonsillitis, etc. I am thankful for all these proofs. But far more grateful am I for the spiritual teaching to love, to forgive, to curb my tongue, and cease my criticism.
M-A-H, Rockton, Massachusetts. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 14 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Mortals and Immortals. The golden text is from 1 Timothy. Now unto the King Eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Bruce will now read. I will read from the Bible. Romans, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. First Kings. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is, before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook 
And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Second Kings. 
And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. First John. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 
And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Amanda in Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Man is immortal and lives by divine authority. Father-Mother is the name for deity, which indicates his tender relationship to his spiritual creation. As the Apostle expressed it in words which he quoted with approbation from a classic poet, for we are also his offspring. In science, man is the offspring of spirit. Beautiful, good, and pure constitute his ancestry. His origin is not like that of mortals, in brute instinct, nor does he pass through material conditions prior to reaching intelligence. Spirit is his primitive and ultimate source of being. God is his father, and life is the law of his being. The prophets of old looked for something higher than the systems of their times. The pride of priesthood is the prince of this world. It has nothing in Christ. Meekness and charity have divine authority. Mortals think wickedly. Consequently, they are wicked. They think sickly thoughts and so become sick. If sin makes sinners, truth and love alone can unmake them. If a sense of disease produces suffering and a sense of ease antidotes suffering, disease is mental, not material. Hence the fact that the human mind alone suffers, is sick, and that the divine mind alone heals. Man is more than a material form with a mind inside, which must escape from its environments in order to be immortal. Man reflects infinity, and this reflection is the true idea of God. God expresses in man the infinite idea forever developing itself, broadening and rising higher and higher from a boundless basis. The divine mind maintains all identities, from a blade of grass to a star, as distinct and eternal. The questions are, what are God's identities? What is soul? Does life or soul exist in the thing formed? Nothing is real and eternal. Nothing is spirit but God and his idea. The way through which immortality and life are learned is not ecclesiastical, but Christian, not human, but divine, not physical, but metaphysical, not material, but scientifically spiritual. Mortal existence is an enigma 
every day is a mystery. The testimony of their corporeal senses cannot inform us what is real and what is delusive. The false evidence of material sense contrasts strikingly with the testimony of spirit. Material sense lifts its voice with the arrogance of reality and says, I am wholly dishonest, and no man knoweth it. I can cheat, lie, commit adultery, rob, murder, and I elude detection by smooth-tongued villainy. Animal in propensity, deceitful in sentiment, fraudulent in purpose, I mean to make my short span of life one gala day. What a nice thing is sin. How sin succeeds, with a good purpose waits. The world is my kingdom. I am enthroned in the gorgeousness of matter. The touch, an accident. The law of God may at any moment annihilate my peace, for all my fancied joys are fatal. Like bursting lava, I expand, but to my own despair, and shine with the resplendency of consuming fire. Spirit, bearing opposite testimony, says, I am spirit. Man, whose senses are spiritual, is my likeness. He reflects the infinite understanding, for I am infinity. The beauty of holiness, the perfection of being, imperishable glory, all are mine, for I am God. I give immortality to man, for I am truth. I include and impart all bliss, for I am love. I give life without beginning and without end, for I am life. I am supreme and give all, for I am mind. I am the substance of all, because I am that I am. The understanding that life is God, spirit, lengthens our days by strengthening our trust in the deathless reality of life, its almightiness and immortality. This faith relies upon an understood principle. This principle makes whole the diseased and brings out the enduring and harmonious phases of things. The result of our teachings is their sufficient confirmation. When on the strength of these instructions, you are able to banish a severe malady, your shows that you understand this teaching and therefore you receive the blessing of truth. Truth's immortal idea is sweeping down the centuries, gathering beneath its wings the sick and sinning. My weary hope tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the signs of Christ and love his neighbor as himself when he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love 
in what it has done and is doing for mankind. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time. And whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. Question. What is the scientific statement of being? Answer. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 254. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O'er waiting harp strings of the mind, there sweeps a strain, low, sad, and sweet, whose measures bind the power of pain and wake a white-winged angel throng of thoughts illumined by faith 
and breathed in raptured song with love perfumed. Hymn number 254.
through your touch, God's hand reached out to me. I have felt the hand of God in your hand. I have heard the voice of God in your Let's now sing hymn number 396. Ye messengers of Christ, his sovereign voice obey. Arise and follow where he leads, and peace attend your way. Hymn number 396.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. For those, says the Lord, as one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Amen.